We thank you for all your blessings for us this whole week. We thank you for our health, Lord. We thank you for our family. We thank you for um, this church, Lord, that you have given us the privilege to be a part of. And more importantly, Lord God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your son. Lord, it is endless. You have given to us bountifully, Lord God, and we are grateful. Lord, tonight as we hear, as we refer to the Bible again, Lord God, I ask for your wisdom, Lord. I ask for your wisdom, Lord. Speak through me, Father God, and let me not say anything that's not true. And I pray for your Holy Spirit and all your people tonight, Lord God. Let him be the one to give them the clarity of whatever it is you are telling them. And I pray for conviction, Lord God, for my brothers and my sisters who are still not obeying you, Lord God, in any which way. I pray for salvation for those whom you have called. Let this be the evening, Lord God, that they will be, they will surrender their lives to you. Lord, override my preparations, Lord God, and let you and you alone speak to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, <laughs> oh, I need the, I forgot the clicker, sorry. I, I titled our message tonight, Be Kind, Rewind. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that saying. Be Kind, Rewind. This is usually comes with your VHS tapes, right? And uh, some of us are really not kind because uh, we don't want to take that extra second or five seconds to rewind that tape because uh, either we don't have a rewinder, remember those things, or we just really don't care. We're not kind. We could care less. But let me read to you in Titus. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me. Go to Titus 3. I'm going to be reading uh, from verse 1. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness of love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth, and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted God in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. But avoid foolish con controversies and gene genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. I opened with that because... I know that uh, we champion grace in this church, rightfully so. And that we said that nothing, no good works saves anybody, right? 
It is by the grace of God and by grace alone that one is saved. But then there's always a question of a new believer or a believer that hasn't been following the Lord and could care less to follow the Lord and, and actually change. There's a question in them. Now they will ask if good works is actually necessary. And we know that it's all over the Bible. And as we've been journeying through the book of Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, we've We've, we're, we're dissecting it, right? And, um, okay, so I'm not going to have the clicker. You guys will just turn for me. Can we go to the next slide, please? Galatians 5, to 23. Again, let's all read this together. And hopefully you memorize this by the end of the uh, series, I suppose. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. One of the purposes of this church that we proclaim is to become like Christ. You say amen for the members? And we know that to become like Him, our actions must reflect that of Christ. There's no other way. You can't just wear the shirt and that's it. Drive a car with a plate number that proclaims Jesus and that's it. That's as far as you'll go. Your life must you must live your life as you profess it or change your name or change your name alexander the great was uh, told about one of his soldiers his name was alexander as well and he it was reported to him that this guy ran the battlefield ran to the back so he met with this guy and he said either you stand your ground or you change your name because he's shaming him they have the same name isn't that the same for us we are Christians. Amen? We are little Christ. And the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to tackle tonight is kindness and goodness. Both of which I really don't know anything about, to be honest. <laughs> I was telling my, uh, my brothers earlier that, you know, the list of the, the, the sinful nature, I really know a lot about. But here in kindness and goodness, I really struggled in looking for examples. Life examples. Because... A lot about my life did not have anything to do with kindness and goodness. And it's not I'm trying to chase down so we can finish this, so we can get to the next book. But I'm tackling two gifts tonight because I feel like there's similarities between the two of them. The biblical scholar, scholar and teacher and author Donald Guthrie said, It is possible that goodness seems to be more active than kindness. And according to Alistair Begg, he says, kindness is the disposition of the heart. It is the eternal, internal attitude, and goodness is the expression of that disposition. And I find myself agreeing to it. That's why we're going to tackle two traits of the fruit of the Spirit tonight. And did you know a fun fact about kindness that is spoken here in Galatians 5.22, is the Greek word for it is, is the same as, as good, a good wine. It gets sweeter with time. So the Holy Spirit makes us softer, warmer, and kinder. Ask yourself now, are you a kind person? After you accepted Christ, are you now softer? 
Are you now more gentler? Gentle. Are you more warmer? Are you more friendly? Is there a change in your heart at least? Is there a softening of that hard, rock-hard heart of yours? Did it finally soften? The fruit of the Spirit, kindness, is that the quality of doing right by one another. That warm-heartedness and softness we show to those we care about. And, and the challenging thing is to those that most of the time don't deserve it. Goodness, on the other hand, is righteousness in action. Goodness boldly does what is right and encourages others to do good as well. So ask yourself now, is there goodness in you? Is there a change in our hearts? So we're going to go to the next slide. Our, we have three topics. Our first topic is uh, following God's example. If we want to be kind, we need to follow our leader. We want to see how kindness is, especially if we didn't grow up in an environment of kindness. We have to look at what God did for us. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in His kindness. Otherwise, you will also be cut off. You know, I want us to continue to learn and remember, and for us, for some of you, to know that it was God's kindness and the goodness of His heart that led us to repentance. It wasn't our kindness. We didn't become smart all of a sudden, and we said, hey, you know what? This is a good time to accept Jesus. Since I'm kind and all, and I'm a good person, no, it was God's kindness. He didn't have to do it. But because He is kind. Can you say that God has been kind to you? He's been generous to you? Yes, if you have your health, that alone, you have to say, God is, has been kind to me. Sometimes, for most of us, if you will admit it, sometimes we don't even deserve His kindness, but yet He continues to bless us with His kindness. Amen? That verse that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God is kind. So we need to follow the same thing. We need to follow Him. Because we are His followers. We are His disciples. So we need to follow God. And then next verse, please. And in Romans 2, 1 to 4, You therefore have no excuse. Speaking to us, believers. You who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge one another, judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment to do, do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will es escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Speaking to the, 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 not the believers, but the believers of Rome and to the ones that are reading this that have not repented to, uh, to Christ yet. It, reminding us, for us believers, this is a good reminder for us. It's so easy to forget who we truly are apart from the Lord. Especially when we feel like we're walking that straight and narrow. For the longest time. 
And then we encounter a brother or a sister that's not so consistent. Right? And we say, well, his life is not professing Christ. And then we pass judgment on them because of that. Or they're not consistent at church. They're not consistent at this. I am. You know, that's when you judge somebody. It's if you finally, and then you create pride, is when you compare yourself and you think of somebody lesser than you. Now, there's another thing when you have discernment. Christians must build discernment. I'm hoping that as we mature in our faith, we will all have that discernment. Discernment is different from judging. Discernment is this. If you see a brother or a sister, right, and you see that they, they are, you can sense and you can discern that there is something wrong with their walk with the Lord. You should be able, you should not cower and say, oh, I'm not supposed to judge him. Says in Romans 2. No, that's stupid, right? Let's just make that clear. If you feel that way, that's stupidity. Because if you want to do, if you discern that they are falling out of your love for them, you are to go and rebuke in love. Amen? If you see me falling, if you see me making a mistake, you should come to me in love and tell me to win me back to the Lord, to win me back to the right place. That's not you judging me. But it's you judging me if you think, you see, I knew it. What a hypocrite. I'm glad I'm not like him. You know, if you guys want, this is a real exercise. By the end of tonight, if you want to make a list of all the hypocrites you know and send it my way, I'll, I'll be knocking on their doors. The thing is, my point is this. We all have them. And we probably, our names are probably in all of them too. If we're going to be honest, it, has, it should be on the top of the list. Because most of the time, the hardest thing with this life is we can't walk it correctly all the time. It's an up and down all the way to heaven. Do we agree? And if we are here, whenever we come to church, sometimes there's a good chance that you've probably fallen. And you're probably thinking, man, you know what? I, I probably don't deserve God's love. No, but God is kind. God is kind. And that... Don't ever forget that. And God loves you. But for tonight's sake, our topic is His kindness. He is kind. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It does not matter how many times you fail. It doesn't. Because He has already paid for your sins yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But that is not to give us, as, as, as Paul has been teaching the Galatian church, it is, does not give us a license to sin. It does not give us the license to continue to be stupid. We are told that the Holy Spirit is in us, and the Holy Spirit will produce kindness and goodness in us if we are walking with the Spirit, if we are living by the Spirit. You know, having the wrong belief or the wrong doctrine is the first mistake of everybody or anybody that will continue to just not want to learn. I have spoke to this one guy. Um, he's a parent of Alonzo, one of Alonzo's um, teammates in his ball club. And he knew I'm a pastor. And um, I invited him for Easter, but he didn't show up. He said he has a lot of questions. But his questions really is, are statements. His questions to me about God are not questions, 
but are malicious statements on who God is. Let me give you an example. He said, why would God put that tree in the garden and tell the people, don't eat it? It's like being set up. He's sharing the sentiments of another person from the Philippines. So I told him, oh, you're quoting this guy. And then he says, well, you know what? If my son, if I know that my son will, will rise from the dead on the third day anyway, that won't be too hard. I'll do it. So it's all it's so malicious. There's, he, he looks at God as a, somebody who basically planted the tree there so Adam and Eve will fall. And he sees God, Jesus' resurrection as, well, you know what, that's easy. If you know the result anyway, what's so hard about that? Instead of seeing, instead of seeing, and I told him this, I go, why can't you see that when Adam and Eve fell, why can't you see that God provided the way for them to be, their sins to be paid? You didn't see that? And then you saying that Jesus resurrected on the third day, and you're saying it's, it's something easy. Why can't you see the fact that he resurrected from the dead? Why don't you ask the question, is there really a Jesus that resurrected from the dead? Was there really a Jesus that was crucified on the cross? And if that were all true, you should be heeding to his words. Why can't you see that? Believers here at FICF, if we believe and profess that God is real and everything in the Bible is his word, Shouldn't we be living the same way? Shouldn't we be obeying it? Shouldn't we, we, shouldn't we be doing that? Shouldn't we be following God's example? So shouldn't we be obeying His commands? In 1 John 4, 7-8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love God does not know God because God is love. Next slide, please. I read that because of this slide, this verse here that I want us to see. We always think of God as loving, which is true. God is loving and God is love. But if we want to really understand what love is, we have to also see that love is kind. Love is kind. So folks, if you are living, if, if your husband is not loving, he must not be kind. If he is not kind or she is not kind, then she is not loving. Then we have to put that question to us. Am I kind? If I say I love my children, I need to be kind to my children. Do we agree? If you say you love your spouse, you need to be kind to your spouse. It's not a popular word, not, at least not in my life. Kindness is so hard to come. Kind people, I love them. The problem is I'm probably not one of them. <laughs> Which is, this, 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 that's why this, this lesson here is so hard for me. As, as, as I was studying it, it became such a rebuke for me. But at the same time, I know that kindness is not a teddy bear kindness, you know? Because God is love, but you can't abuse God. You can't abuse God's love. As much as He is kind, He's not a teddy bear kind like, oh yeah, do whatever you want with me. Oh, I'm fluffy. No. Kindness, real kindness is strong. 
It's, it's strength under control. That's meekness too. That's why it's so hard to dissect this fruit of the Spirit. Because everything is tangled up together. But I want us to really take time to understand that the fruit of the Spirit, which is kindness and goodness, can only come, can only be produced by the Spirit. So if you are all perf professing that you are a believer, you, are, you have the capacity to be kind. You do have a capacity to be kind. Next slide, please, John. Look at this. In Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. If God is love, and you have God's love, and you are a loving person, you must also be kind. And everything in that list, you must stop doing. You, didn't you don't lose your salvation if you want to be stubborn. If you want to think in there, oh, you know, I don't lose my salvation. Yeah, you're not losing your salvation. But you are not, you are not being controlled by the Spirit. You are still wanting that sinful nature of yours to control yourself. And you are, you are losing the testimony. We need to be kind, folks. I know it's not a popular word. Not, not at least, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, is this a problem in the Filipino culture? Kindness? I know a lot of Filipinos love to be loving. We, need to be, we, want, we like to be nice. But are we really kind? Are we kind? Some people are translating what is kind in Tagalog. Mabait is good. Good. So it's synonymous, right? All right. Talk amongst yourselves as we figure this out. <laughs> the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to produce this fruit in us. The manifestation or the proof that we have, the Holy Spirit, is when we show kindness, folks, and goodness. Even if we think the other party doesn't deserve it. And the only way that this is produced, I know we've been on Galatians for quite some time now. In Galatians 5.16, I say that walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that you do not have to do the things that you wish. Believer, that is still spoiling that, that sinful nature in you. The carnal believer, I'm speaking to you right now. You are wrong in just keeping yourself in that part. You are wrong. You need to let the Holy Spirit work in your life. And the only way that you can prove that you have the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is producing the fruit of the Spirit, which is tonight, kindness, and goodness. So if you're still mataray, grumpy, grouchy, and the other words that I can't say here, <laughs> I, I can, I guess, but I'll be fired by tonight. 
You need to ask yourself. I have to, you have to be honest and say, I, Holy Spirit, please help me live out the fruit in my life. Galatians 5, 24 to 25. And those who are, are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk also in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So a kind person does not provoke those things, correct? A kind person and a good person influences. When I'm with a good person, I'm pretty sure they rub off on me. That's why I love kind people and good people, because I don't know that. And it's new to me. I'm like, this is nice. Wow. I like kind people. So, okay, I lost my thought, but go to the next one, please. It says, this is Boaz. Women, if you, for the single women here, if you are looking for a husband, what does the world tell you to look for? I'll tell you. Something you won't say right now and admit. It's telling you to look for a good-looking guy. Somebody that looks like Ryan Reynolds, probably. Muscular and strong. Right? He's rich. He's probably rich. With a career. 6'5", maybe. <laughs> You're looking for that. That's the kind of man you're looking for. But the Bible tells us, and, they, the, and this is a, 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 uh, an example of a kind person and a good person. The Bible tells us what is desired in a man is kindness. That's Proverbs 19.22. Ladies, young ladies, if you're looking for a, to marry a, a person, a, 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 looking for a man, look for a kind man. Okay? And it says here, and the poor man is better than a liar, okay? It doesn't matter if they're rich, but if they're liars, if you want an easy life, have an honest man and a kind man. Women should be looking for that. Boaz is that. Some of us, we didn't get a Boaz. You got a Boang is what you got. <laughs> a Boang, in, 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 it means crazy. You guys went and got the crazy guy. A boang, you didn't get the boaz. A boaz is this. This is boaz. Just then, boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. He greeted his workers, his employees. He's so kind that he said, The Lord be with you. That's how kind he is. He was rich, he was powerful. He didn't have to do that. Most of the people, I mean, most of the people that I know that have servants are mean. Some of you guys, you just became supervisor. You became mean. <laughs> Your friends don't even know who you are anymore. Because you all of a sudden, you got a position at work. And then you come to church and you expect everybody to treat you the same way. Don't you know who I am? Where's my name tag? See that title there? Change your ways, man. All right? But look at Boaz. He says, the Lord be with you. And then everybody, they loved him because he's so kind. They said, the Lord bless you, they answered. So now we're not going to go through Ruth's story because I'm saving that for the Mother's Day uh, message. But Boaz is a rich man who is impressed by Ruth's character. Not Ruth Brockway, but the Ruth in the, in the Bible. But she was named after that lady. He is abundantly kind to Ruth. 
If you guys know the story of Boaz and Ruth, and goes to great ends to make sure that she gets all the food she needs. He has his employees harvest grain for her. He invites her to eat with his workers instead of finding lunch for herself. He provides her with water. You guys will go through the story of Boaz. He protects her from those who would mistreat her since she's from another country. That's why ladies look for Boaz. Look for a Boaz. Look for a kind person. For those of you who are married too late. <laughs> sorry. No, you are not. Get, I, I'm not giving you permission to look for a Boaz. You're done. <laughs> That's what you get for not studying your Bible. <laughs> and just so you know, Boaz isn't just, you know, Boaz didn't just charm Ruth. She did, he just didn't do that. He was kind to his employees. He just didn't charm, oh, this is a good-looking girl, I'll be nice to her. No, he was nice to everybody. He was kind to everyone. The first words we hear from Boaz are a blessing to his employees. The Lord be with you. Imagine that. Folks, we need to be kind like Boaz. Men need to be like Boaz. Boaz is, <laughs> Boaz is generous. Boaz is good. Boaz is kind, and Boaz is a great example for us. You know, I have to share this story. There was a rich man walking, and this is, this is the opposite of kindness, okay? just to put, beat the punchline. He saw two, two homeless guys on the street eating grass, eating grass, and the rich guy goes, hey, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys eating grass? Oh, we have no food, so we're eating grass. And he goes, oh, you know what? Come on, get up, he said. Get up, both of you. Let's go to my house. And both of them, both of them were like, oh, my gosh. And then the, one of the guys goes, sir, I have a wife and six children. And he goes, you know what? Call them too. Bring them, bring them along. And then the other guy goes, oh, I have, I have cousins who are also hungry. I have four more. Can I bring them? Yes, yes, bring them. And they're like, wow, wow. Praise God, sir. You're such a kind person. You're going to share food with us, your food with us. He goes, no, 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 no. I have grass at my house at the A high. You guys can enjoy, have your fill there. I know it's mean, right? But that's not kind. Some of us, we pretend to be kind. Some of us, we pretend to be kind. Some of us, from the exterior, we do the right thing, but our hearts, and God knows it, God knows it that we're not. We act right here at church, but then we're the devil at the house. That's why our children are not, I'm never going to be a Christian. Because this is how my parents act. They're like lovey-dovey there, love everybody, but then here they're so strict with me. Some of the rebellious ones will always say that anyway, but just know that the real change must be from the inside. John, John, can we do the next verse, please? And this one's an example Oh, this is King Hezekiah. This is now an example of goodness. If you look at all those verses, which I won't bore you in reading, um, those are, in, in, he, in 2 Corinthians 29.5, he reinstates the priest of God. King Hezekiah, when he took the throne in Judah, the temple of God is, is, in, is in disrepair. And idols are all set up across the land. So he knew that this was wrong. 
So he reinstates the priests of God, and in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, he brings people from all Israel to celebrate the Passover. And then in 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Chronicles 31, 1, he removes the idols. The Bible says that Hezekiah did what was good, right, and true before the Lord his God. He did this with all his heart and prospered. This is goodness right there. Understanding what is right and making it happen. Not doing it for the people, but doing it for God first and foremost. Not worried about the exterior more, but knowing that it's in the heart first. And then executing it. When people tell you they love you, but then their actions are doesn't follow with it, do you believe them? I hope your answer is no. Because then you're probably the boam that we're talking about. Because for actions, right, speak louder than words. So kindness and goodness, kindness is in the inside. It's a disposition in our heart that we have that resolve. We made that decision. That's, Lord, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit change my heart. I want to be this new person that you want me to be. I will no longer be a grumpy person. Help me manifest kindness than the other part. Help me be good. Not because you want to be saved, but because you are saved. Amen? Now we're going to see. But let me read this. Knowing what is good is not enough. Doing it is what makes it right. Doing the good that you know is goodness. It doesn't matter how many doctrines you know, how much time you read your Bible. If you don't live what you study, if you don't live what you know, then you are not being good. Amen? Next slide, John. And our third point, the why. This is James 2.18. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Folks, I know we are saved by grace. It's a gift, a gift of God. Christ said it is paid, it is finished. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ and you're still trying to earn salvation through your good works, you are wrong. Because the only way that you can earn salvation is through Jesus Christ, by accepting that gift of grace. And if you go to heaven, St. Peter will ask you what denomination you belong to. <laughs> this is a joke. I hope you know that this, I'm joking. <laughs> so this guy died, and he went to heaven. He sees Peter, and Peter said, what denomination? And the guy goes, uh, Methodist, okay, please uh, go through the hallway, uh, room 12, you need to go to room 12, be quiet when you pass room 8. He goes there, room 12. Then the guy dies, comes up, and goes to St. Peter, Peter said, what denomination? He goes, oh, Presbyterian. Okay, go down the hall, be quiet as you pass room 8, make a left, you need to go to room 10. And the guy that's behind this guy goes, hey, hey, Peter. 
what's going on with the room eight? I mean, I, I know I need to be quiet and all this is heaven, but what's in room eight? He goes, there's a Baptist in there. They think they're the only ones here. So be quiet. <laughs> Why did I even share that is the question. We need to do good works because we're saved. Amen? We are saved by Jesus Christ, not because you're Baptist. It was Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross. This is grace. But if you are saved, you need to do good works. Am I, you have to ask yourself, am I becoming softer? Because we all took pride that we were hard people, right? I'm hard. This is what I was raised. I was in a raised, tough neighborhood. I'm going to be tough. But as God changes you, you need to become softer, warmer. Are you kinder? You should all, and if your answer is all no, you're, you should say, I should be. I should be kinder. I should be softer. I should be warmer. When I know what is right, do I follow through and do it? Because we said that goodness is knowing what is good and doing it. It's one thing to know what is good and talk about what's good, but it's another to put it into effect. Do we agree? Next slide, please. John 15, 5. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Believers should live out our lives as God has implanted in us, which means we need to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. But it is not us that will produce it. It is the Holy Spirit to produce it. But we need to be walking by the Spirit. We need to be obeying the Spirit. We need to be in Christ. He is the vine. We are the branches. This is how we produce fruit if we are in Christ. Amen? That is the only way. If you are having trouble becoming kind because you are not connected with Christ. Plain and simple. You are, there's, a, there's a sin that you're continuously committing and you're disobeying. That's why you're not committing. You're not producing. You're not you're not looking kind. You're not looking good. You're not doing kind. You're not being kind. And you're not being good. That's the only way. The only way that the Spirit can produce this fruit is by walking with Him. Same as what Jesus has explained here. There is no way that we can produce any of the fruit without doing that. So being kind and good is the evidence of the believer abiding in Christ. It is the proof of the ministry of the Spirit in you, believer. Is that clear? It's so simple. It is so simple because it's not our effort. The only effort on our part is that we will be willing. Lord, live your life in me. I will obey, Lord God. He'll show you what to do, which is good. You obey it. 
It tells you that's your old self. Be kind. You obey it. We need to always be aware too. The biggest why is, is knowing that people are watching you. The people that you told them that you're going to church on Easter are watching you ever so closely. Because you told them that you're a Christian, they're watching your life. Do they see kindness and goodness in you? Or just one small arc, you know, argument at work, you lose your head and you go back to your old ways. You become the monster that you don't want to be. What is a monster that is kind and good? What is a monster? What, what do you call a monster that is kind and good? A complete failure. <laughs> they got it. Good job. <laughs> she got it there. <laughs> a complete failure. Okay, never mind. Folks. Kindness is really not, it's not us. It is not in us. And goodness too. Our second nature is, our, our human nature is to be selfish. From the get-go. As a baby, when we're hungry, we cry. Some of you, you still cry when you're hungry. From the very get-go, we're selfish. We're rude. We're mean. We want it our way or the highway. But having the fruit, having the Holy Spirit should produce kindness and goodness in all of us if we are willing to walk by the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message tonight, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you help us, you help all of us, Lord God, to walk by you, to walk with you, Lord God. Help us, Lord, as you produce your fruit in our lives, Lord God, as we continue to testify to the world, Lord God, who we belong to. I pray that our lives, Lord God, will manifest this. Help us, Father, especially when we don't want to obey. Guide us, Lord God, and I pray for blessings for all your people here tonight. I pray that you continue to guide them, Lord God. I pray that you, they continue to have that hunger for you. And Lord, I pray that you continue to reveal yourself to them. And I pray, Lord God, that you continue to just love them and, and that they will realize how much it is, Lord God, that you've given to them and continue to give to them. Not because of our kindness, but because of you. Because of your kindness and your goodness. And Lord, we pray for, for Jamie and Dustin and, and the baby Emma Sue, Lord God. Protect them and guide them. In Jesus' name we pray.